you know, I'm the leader, so I should come up with the strategy and I should come up with the best ideas. And I'm completely unable to do that. You know, and I think that's important to realize. I'm not able to do that. So even as the smartest person in the world, the larger an organization gets, the more I'm not able to come up with those ideas. Hey there, and welcome to the Leadership Sprouts podcast. The main focus of our discussion today is around humbleness and diversity. We are revealing an old secret. Leaders know best is not true. The more you realize this fact, the better you will understand the impact of the diversity of thought as a key ingredient to an efficient information processor. In the end, we share our experiences on how a trustful environment and 360-degree feedback gave us as leaders a great lesson on humbleness and reflection moments in order to develop as a person. Thanks for listening in. understand that you as a single person cannot um, take those decisions by yourself it's simply not smart to do that yeah i think that you know of course like we are in a system that puts a lot of pressure on us right so it puts a pressure on us and you have to know and you have to understand the future and then you have to you have to make these predictions about the future and how it will turn out and so on and like ever whenever you look at research about it you know you're seeing it's mostly not working out you know i mean we have a whole industry the stock market about people trying to <laughs> outsmart others and having the best strategy of which of which industry will work better or which, uh, which company will survive in that industry and so on. And it's mostly not working. You know, there's rarely any overperformance that you can see. And there's the smartest people in the world sitting on these, these topics and it's just not working. So we seem to be extremely bad, you know, in, in predicting the future and still, Still, we have to we have to kind of justify our position by basically like uh, coming up with a very smart um, strategies about the future. So, and and I think that we are put in that position. We have the pressure, and I think it's really really hard in that situation. And and I had a really really hard time too to then say, wait a minute, I I really I really cannot do that. Doesn't make sense. And and I think that's the reason why I. I really tried to focus in, in the last years, the more I understood that, the more I tried to focus rather on a system than on the content of the system, you know, so rather mm -hmm. working on, okay, how does the system take decisions? You know, how does the system interact with each other? And, and I think for me, that is way more the role of a modern CEO of a company, creating those systems than really like, uh, you know, telling people what to do and, and, and having, taking the strategic, taking the strategic decisions. And, yeah. and, and I think it's important, of course, like I don't get me wrong. I think it's still important to, to give a framework to decide, you know, what's your purpose in which environment do you, you know, like, like how do you want to solve problems and, and or what kind of problems do you want to solve? Right. So I think defining the problem for you, I think that's still important. 
But the more we go down then to say, okay, and this is how the problem should be solved, I think the the, the, da- the more dangerous it gets. Yeah. But the expectation is there, and it, so it's not easy to take a step back. You know, it's not easy, and it's also conflicting with the idea of of a strong a strong leader. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that a leader has to be strong. Is already from, from like is is already outdated or was already outdated a very long time because just the the, the idea of being strong, you know, mm-hmm. physically strong, you know that that was still the time when you as a leader had to be physically strong. That is that is a very long time ago, you know. Like Napoleon probably was not physically strong, <laughs> but yeah. but but we still called him a strong leader. Yeah, you know? and, and with this comes also often the motivation to become a leader or to be a leader because you want to be perceived as strong, you want to be perceived with a certain status. I think it's a very conflicting system of what we think is smart to have, like this um, when we say, okay, humble, uh, more emotional, intelligent, whatever, you know, like terms that that, that we use to in, in, in contrast to to the strong leader because I think and the system that we work in it's very driven by external expectations that you have to be strong but also by your own motivation that you want to be seen as strong and that is super conflicting and and it's super hard to get out of this narrative that you just explained and to to buy in to this new narrative and interestingly it's 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 connected to a strong gender bias because we just had it i mean we, we we just talked about it yeah yeah i think that's a very nice introduction of the first principle of humbleness and diversity to be able to take the smartest decisions it's on the first hand to realize that you're not the smartest person in the room most likely and um, you should know that you don't know And getting as many different perspectives into into account is key. I I think I think it. Why is it so connected? So why did we put humbleness and diversity together? It's so connected because um, in the moment where you're not criticizing, where you're not taking a step back on your own position, you're basically also. It's very very hard for you to value people who are different than you. Yeah. So, of course, the, the 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 more trust you have in your own decision and that your own way of how to solve problems, of how to think, and so on, the more you tr- think that this is superior, the less you are able to see and de- detect basically the talents and the importance of of others and the, the the importance of different histories that they have, and importance of the different thought process that they, that they have. And I can I can totally relate to that, you know. I mean, I I went through the same process, mm-hmm. and and uh, and people who know me from from the past, they they also know that that I had a really really hard time with that. So I was really 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 convinced that what I think that this is the right way, and there is only one right way, and I could not be more wrong with that, you know. I mean that I was so close to any other other opinion and I'm still struggling you know I still have this DNA in me and it's not that I'm get totally um, independent from from this bias 
but it was definitely to way stronger extent in the past. And by being so convinced about, you know, what you do, you're just not valuing the other position strong enough. And I think that at the end, diversity is, is, is I think often when we speak about diversity, we're speaking, speaking on a very keywordy level so it's like everybody has already a perception and they have a pre there's a big bus in it. it's a, it's a bu on one hand it's a bus and other people are annoyed by the bus and so on so and then they they don't really start thinking about that there could be something cool in it and that's how also how i thought about it you know because i thought okay there's an efficient way i'm already on the efficient way i'm already like doing everything right so i don't know this 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 has to be a bus you know why you know this is this is just political correctness or whatsoever and um it locks the door for for really understanding what this can do to your business and what this can do you to your to your information processing machine mm -hmm. so so on how how big and how relevant is really the spread of of intelligence for first of all yeah i think that's important so i think that gets overestimated massively Already? The spread of intelligence. Yeah, like the spread of like how like the, in the intelligence is distributed and like mm -hmm. how relevant this is really for then solving these problems, you know. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, in, generally in the business world, the problems we have to so to solve, you know, I mean, we are not rocket scientists. <laughs> I mean, there is maybe, 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 maybe Elon Musk is a rocket, a rocket scientist, has to be a rocket scientist. But most of us don't. And we should not overestimate basically like how complex this stuff is that we're really doing. No, so mm -hmm. that's sad. So, so, so I think that people sometimes have this notion of, you know, intelligence beats everything else and, you know, you just have to find the best solution. And that is already the idea of that there is a best solution, right? And there is a solution. <laughs> I think this idea alone of there is one solution, there is a problem and the solution is a very naive, simplistic thinking. Yes. So where you say like, okay, you know, you, you think there is a, is a problem and there is a solution and that's basically the way how you solve something. So re reality is for for those problems that we have to solve or that we have to cope with or so, you, we don't need this extreme intelligence. And other things are way more important. So for, for the information processing, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, on one hand, it's, it's basically, okay, it looks like, okay, how strong is a processor, right? So mm -hmm. they would like, okay, and you would say a processing beats everything. If you have a very, very strong processor, but you don't have information coming into the processor. You, that, even the strongest processor yeah. doesn't help you anything. Useless, yeah. It's useless, mm -hmm. right? So if 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 you if you have just one one perspective of the picture, you know, and 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 this is, it's just it's just giving way less information. You know, think think about a system where you, I don't know, you're having, like. Think about a problem like a stature that is standing there, like a three-dimensional stature, right, in the in the middle of a room, right. And and basically, when when like how I think about perspectives is basically you, you know you put light on that stature, stature, and then in the back of that stature you see basically a shadow of it, right, and you see just black and white, and the white and the black, and basically that's your perspective on it, right. Mm -hmm. And you don't see, basically, you don't see the complexity of the stature. You're just seeing like a very like two-dimensional, simplistic picture of it. Because you have just this one position and you can, even if you're a very empathetic person, you cannot put yourself in the position of others that have others on the same problem. 
So we as one person are just not able to process, uh, process that information as well as we only see only one shadow. But in the, in the moment where you have not only one light in the room, but you have several lights in the room, when you have several shadows on the different walls, you always get a different picture of the problem. That's different perspective, that's more information. And because of more information, you know, like the processor gets more to work, right? So only if there's so much information, if it's such a high complexity that you, you might need a very, very strong processor, otherwise, the most important thing is just to get more perspective on, on a topic. And I, and I think that's, for me, diversity. So it's, it's for me, like, diversity is a diversity of thought. It's a diversity of, of my story, of, of, of my nature, of my nurture, um, of my whole past, basically. And that, th this is giving me a specific way to look at a problem. And this is all unique information that I only can produce. And that's why I also believe into team decisions rather than individual in individual decisions, right? Yeah. So we, as long as you have a very good processing, uh, information processing system then in the team, but, but you, have, you need these perspectives, right? So you need this perspective to just build a better information processing machine. Yeah. Um, and that's why diversity is so important. And, and then when we, when we, I think when we talk about diversity then in the con context that you know, it's often used today. Then it's it's a lot about um, it's a lot about fairness and um, which is fine too. I think which, which is, is totally fine. You know, I a hundred percent agree to that. It's it's totally fine to have this discussion, and um, and I'm I'm pro probably also in the camp of people who would argue from the fairness perspective. But and and <laughs> <laughs> and it's still not important in this context so much to to yeah. to discuss about fairness it's still in this pure business information creating the best information machine processing machine context it's just not it's just no, not it's important. very rational it's a it's, very... it's it's rational in in itself yeah even without even without looking at the moral aspects of it mm -hmm. uh, which i'm all for to discuss but it's just a different topic Mm -hmm. And and I think that is something that uh, business leaders, probably or many I met uh, in the past, um, have not really understood, including myself. So I, I have to say that, um, like my point where I switched my opinion was really in a discussion with a guy you would not expect it from, which was um, when I worked with uh, with Barry Diller, who was our, our mm -hmm. chairman, um, well not our chairman, but the chairman of Expedia's board, and. Uh, and which I thought, like, okay, he sounds really like a quite conservative person. No, not he's not conservative, but but rather like in the business way conservative. And then you hear him talking about, about diversity, and you think, ah, okay, maybe I didn't this, get something. <laughs> this 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 guy is not political correct <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, there must be something about it. Yeah, there must be something about it. So it must be it must be uh, more than than what I thought, and. Um, and that started to, started to make me think more about it. And the, and the funny thing is that in the moment where you lose this idea that this is just a bus and it's just about political correctness, then you can also go into the moral discussion way easier, I think. Then you, you realize somehow, ah, no, 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 that it's, it's this two-sided thing, but there's also a moral reason why we, sh why we should do it. Because you get less bias, because you less think about this thing that is overwhelming you and that you are not want to reflect about mm -hmm. it all mm -hmm. so, so so i think that was really like a, a point of time when i started understanding that 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think I think it's um, yeah, it, it's it's sad. It's just sad that it it uh, for from that many people basically shut down the moment where they hear the the, the keyword. It's it's yeah, it's I mean, really sad for the businesses. It is, and it, um, from from a very HR um, perspective, it's also seen as. Um, I think it's also not taken really to to this level. It it also stays very often on a surface level and on on a fairness level. At least what you see when you talk about about diversity in in HR networks and what is being understood under diversity, then then it stays very much in in the fairness discussion. Yeah, it's it's a bit too much about checking the boxes, right? Yeah. Of doing things right and and following some some kind of of, of moral moral high ground or so and and um, and, and then and then it, it gets even more ugly because it becomes a greenwashing of companies. Mm -hmm. it, it means nothing in the end, so nobody is actually taking the potential out of this discussion. So. Um, really implementing something that makes sense, that makes stronger information processing systems. But you as an organization most likely end up investing a lot of money for things that do not have an impact, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous because you tick boxes on the one hand side mm -hmm. to greenwash yourself and then you you ended up spending a lot of money which had no effect on you being a more productive organization. And sometimes I think it's also limiting it to to this kind of like biological characteristics, right? Mm -hmm. in, in a way, it's also limiting. It's not only it's not only improving things. I think it's also limiting it because I, I, I also think that there's probably many, and, and, and I know the danger of this discussion, yeah, but I think there's probably many women, you know, who are, who are behaving like in a very masculine way way because because of the pressure they you know because of the the narrative of a leader right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and thinking already in that way and and, th and that is also not a diversity of thought no exactly and i mean often you, know, you then have women ending up in in leadership positions who are a copy actually of their male colleagues And they do not bring a different perspective into the discussion. Yeah, that's correct. And, and I, th I think that's and, and, and it might be for for man might be the same thing, yeah. right? So so or or like from the other perspectives. So, so so you might have men who can add a lot of value to a discussion, and um, you don't ha want to have them because they are men, and, and they could have basically maybe added more even mm -hmm, mm -hmm. diversity. So I think it's important. I think, but it's also I think part of the system, right? I think it's part of the system that we don't allow this different kind of leadership types, you know, I mean, um, or, or don't, don't allow and say, okay, you know, like why cannot women be a leader? Like they would like to be a leader, right? So why do we have these ex strict expectations of them behaving in a specific way? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that w we create this problem, you know, I think it's not, not the women who create this problem. I think we were in power. We create, we create the uh, problem there. Did you ever feel that, just personally? Did you ever feel that you had uh, to adapt into a more manly style yeah. of leading? Yeah, definitely. I would even I would say with the moment where you, also within Trivago, you go from a responsibility lead position to a um, domain lead position, 
you're automatically surrounded by more men. And I, I was not thinking about it, but then finding myself into the discussions where I, I could literally see there, I don't know, in one meeting, three more women in this room. That gave a completely different dynamic to the discussion. And I, I felt I had to be way more persistent with what I'm saying. I need to make sure everybody is, listens to me really. Um, I felt the urge that somebody would jump in and back me up in what I, what I was saying. And, and I was exchanging also with other women then in, on the same position if they had the same feeling and, and they did. And I think it's, it's nothing that happens on purpose, but it's because we are, you as men are not aware that this is happening, this dynamic um yeah and we are not speaking about it too much and we're not confronting everybody yeah. with it um it's not changing and it ends up i think with yeah not getting all the information all the perspectives that you actually have in the room to get them on the table and i think that is that that is maybe also the same for when when you have a c level like a leadership team right where You only have one woman that that it might be difficult yeah to always go in and to you know have the same style of of discussion and being heard by everybody and and because you're different and because you might speak up differently you're not perceived as the strong leader and if the idea of a strong leader resonates with you more then you would not take this opinion as valuable as from another person. So I think mm -hmm. that, 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 is, that that happens. And I think it also happened at Trivago. I think it happens at Trivago way less, yeah, for example, than um, in other organizations. But of course, we are also part of this system mm -hmm. somehow. But what I find very, very interesting is also, um, and maybe this is also something where we can talk about a bit about Trivago, what we've learned, our experiences, um, is that when we talk about humbleness and and especially humbleness and being reflective about yourself, I think this is something very special that all leaders at Trivago experienced. At least in 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 my experience, I got approached many many times on how people feel a huge stretch, a huge uh, stretch in their leadership role, and probably this is something we've done pretty good mm -hmm. um, is to invest very early into the development and also into the self-development of leaders within this organization yeah yeah maybe i mean i i think i think it's probably through um like giving people a lot of chance to prove themselves and sometimes also overwhelm them them with with the tasks they were in it might be that we have really uh kind of build a catalyst for their development basically yeah so like you know like because you, you because you get into this crisis mode right so where you get into this mode where you where you have to change where you have to adapt where you where something has to happen right and you are confronted with the with in this crisis and so you have just to 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 develop faster to the next level than than you would have been otherwise if you if you would not be um, confronted with that challenge 
But interestingly, I would I would argue that if you were in another company, you would focus so much more on getting professional expertise. You know, you would you would tell yourself, I need to get more um, knowledge about what I'm doing. I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to to lead that team of experts and so on and so forth. And I think what what we got taught uh, at Trivago is you have to deal with yourself now way more than ever before. So you have to become so much aware of how you lead a team and how you are interacting with your peers. And and I think I, I either I wrote a, a blog post about it or I, I was talking to Johannes, who was my talent lead, um, about it. Like the moment when I became a lead, it was like somebody putting a mirror in front of me. Because, But I think simply because of how Trivago understood leadership. You were getting so much feedback if you wanted or not, really all the time. And what we expected, I think, from our leads is also on the one hand side, this, of course, performance of a team. And on the other hand, so performance of a team in terms of business, um, but also really this emotional intelligence And what it means to actually form a team and bring people together and make them, you know, work in a very efficient way together, um, which is, of course, based on human relations and how they interact with each other. Yeah, you know, I think I think reading this feedback like um, in, in 360s or so, you know, this is automatically making you humble. You know, because and I, and I think that is also a very important mechanism, basically, I think, for, you know, like uh, for for a leader to have this this feedback, because then you like the more honest feedback you get, basically, automatically, the more humble you get, because I think you could potentially be a leader uh, in a different setup where you would never look at your feedback. Right. Or you'd never look at what people what people say about you. And you could always think, oh, you know, I'm so I'm so amazing. I'm so great, you know, and you all, I know I always get positive feedback from everybody around amazing. me. Everybody's always happy and they tell me how, how, how great I am. And, and, and so potentially you could go through that, through that your whole life basically in a very easy way. And you could always think about yourself as an enormous person, but on the same time, you, of course, you don't have a chance to develop and to move forward and to, and to, and to reflect. I think it was kind of very, hard feedback kind of which i think we confronted people with so i i felt that very early when we were creating the process around it where i said like wow okay this is tough to digest you know mm -hmm. for somebody mm -hmm. it's so much it's so much more tough to digest than than like a normal feedback that you get just from one person because or... where would you get it before until this moment in time where did you get such a feedback before I think never. I think nobody was kind of prepped um, to to get such a feedback from from really like such an honest um, feedback. So maybe you. maybe we just maybe just have to to very briefly explain what we're speaking about for those people yeah. who, who have not that experience. But but um, at, at Revago we had something which was quite important for us, which was uh, called uh, 360, uh, where basically. Um, You, your feedback that your yearly or half yearly feedback did not only consist of the feedback that basically your your lead gave you, uh, but it was um, based on basically every interaction, every contact that you had in the company, you know, um, or almost, almost, 
Yeah, the more, at least the imp people who had some relevant interaction with you, they were part of it. And and so people were sometimes, I think, an average evaluated by 20, 23 people or something like that. And I think for me, it was sometimes even 70 people or so who gave feedback. And it's anonymous. Uh, and it's based on it was based on the Trivago values, um, parts of it at least, and parts of it was based on on leadership universal characteristics, skills. universal yeah. skills. And so that's really really tough because basically it's so it's unfortunately so true the feedback that you get on average at least. Of course, let's yeah. not speak about the biases and so on, which which happen all the time and so on. So so clearly, but. But there were so many things in there, and I think it helped my personal development massively. There were so many things in there where, where you can, at the end you cannot, you know, when when like five people tell you the same thing about you, you cannot uh, defend. You, you, there's yeah. no position of yeah. defense anymore. <laughs> True. You know, yeah. and I think that's very different. I think it's very different. You know, if 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 you would be my boss and you just tell me, oh, Rolf, you know, uh, you know, this doesn't work, and uh, you know. Anyway, you were, I don't know, you know, this characteristic, you don't perform, you know, then I would tell you, ah, you know, it's just her. Yeah. You know, you have always this position of defense. And, and I, th I think it's totally normal, natural to do that. You always go on the defense. But so, so before you're learning, so the, 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 you know, when, when you're affected. Comfort with your, zone. Yeah, no, when you're, when you're confronted with your own, own incapability to do something, The first reaction is defense, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and and my first reaction is defense. So yeah. my first reaction is, no, has nothing to do with me. External, I, because you don't want it to change. You don't want to change reasons, yeah. external reasons, somebody else, whatever. You know, the first reaction is always always a defense. And and I think what the 360 does is it gives you just way less chance to go into a defense mode, to go into a mode where you can say wasn't me you know and and uh and that's tough and that's going a, a lot of conflict and we did so many things wrong in the, in the way then how how we facilitated yeah. that process and so mm -hmm, on and we mm -hmm. had to learn so much and did really bad things there but but in general like <laughs> no really <laughs> yeah it, i know it's true mm -hmm. and um but but really in general i think to get this kind of feedback of course was or is is contributing to humbleness it's contributing to self-reflection it's contributing to a crisis that also shows you way out of the crisis you know i think i think it's if if you want to establish because on the one hand side you cannot tell organizations please have humble leaders you you have to somehow work on that you have to create systems that people can develop in that in that regard and i think the 360 was really a powerful mean to to actually find to do what you preach as a as a as a organization right to not only say this is how we want to take decisions but also to make sure that your leads understand why it's important to be humble and how you work on yourself and i think also the leadership trainings development trainings mm -hmm. that we offered um, a lot of people told me how amazing they were Yeah, maybe it was also not 100% always the content and models that you get there and whatever. But I think it was, again, the moment where people were sitting together and were breaking the ice and were super vulnerable about their own 
failures and, and incapabilities and telling each other, you know what, this is something I'm, I really suck in and I can see how the team is suffering because I'm not able to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you would open up in front of each other that you're not good at something. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the key moment. Whatever model was on the wall, nice. You forget it anyways mm -hmm. when you go out mm -hmm. of such a training. But the moment that people were, other leaders were in other organizations, you would have never, you know, spoken up about your own failures mm -hmm. next to your colleagues. I mean, that might Or, be, but yeah. You know, not, not in that way. Um, I think that brought also a different dynamic because you also had then the safety net with your leadership peers lead peers um to really go on exchange and you could ask for help and mm -hmm. it was okay to to have incapabilities and to work on them yeah i think it was also kind of like um for example that was also something that i i was rather critical in the beginning so I, i was not like the biggest fan of the of the leader leadership trainings because i always thought ah oh, you know i'm not so sure if basically what they get taught there you know is this all kind of like still making sense what i would tell them yeah this is what <laughs> i would tell them but um but i think i think that i was also underestimating basically like i i think you cannot over invest you know in that regard i think it's really hard as a company to over invest into into the development of your leaders and and even if it's just if the content is not perfect it's still it's still a good process and it's still helpful so that's why i think i think That was definitely a good thing to do, and I think in combination with the 360 and um, and also I think with with the mentor system to really have somebody who's not your lead helping you to figure this stuff out. You know, I think I think could we have trained people better who do that? Probably, but having somebody who's helping you to figure this feedback out and what you that you get make sense out of it somehow for you or, or, or to help you to go work on it, work on the sense making process, you know, like to understand it and digest it. And, you know, and I think there's probably no better investment that you can do. Correct me. But I think when, when people who, who left us, they would always say, you know, there was, this was not good, so good, or that was not so good. And so there was different reasons. Right. But, but I think, I think the vast majority and please get back to us if not, Mm -hmm. But I think the vast majority really said, hey, whatever, but I really learned something, you know, especially about myself. I, I really, I'm a different person. Most of the people say that. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and interestingly, a lot of people say I'm a better person. They don't even say like I'm, you know, I learned a lot. So they sometimes say I'm a better person today. I feel like a better person. And, uh, and I think, yes, that's what happens when we, when we start reflecting, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, maybe not like our, like on our track, you know, to nowhere and uh, don't look back. But in the moment where we really start reflecting, I think, I think we, we become better, you know, and we become also better leaders. Yeah. And, and this way also a better information processing machine. I think it's, <laughs> yes. it has to be seen in that loop, right? Yes, yes, yes. Like, of course, like, what do I do there? You know, so what yeah. is like in, in, a, in my personal development process in my personal way to humbleness, you know, what do I do there? I'm creating basically a more and more or, uh, well, let's say a less and less biased system, mm -hmm. right? That's what we talked about actually today. So I said, yes. like, said okay, 
basically this kind of development process, it goes from first being completely an animal of your impulses, right? So where you say, okay, I don't reflect at all. You know, somebody is screaming at me. I'm screaming back. You know, this is basically, so you're... you're Very reactive. Yeah, reactive and, and, and totally driven by your hormones or whatsoever, right? So by really, by, by, by it's just reactive. And, um, and, and that is the, the, the level. And then you're going deeper and deeper, basically, from that moment, you're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And with every step that you're going deeper, it's not ultimately that you're more happy, you know, <laughs> I said that before, it's not ultimately that you were happy, but you are definitely, you definitely interacting with your environment in a, in a more smooth and more in a, in a better way. So you're better, you are a better information processing machine. You can better process information. You're losing your bias. You're losing your obvious biases at least, you know, Mm -hmm. and the, and the more you're losing your obvious biases and your more clear picture you can see of a situation, the better you process the, uh, process it, right. The Mm -hmm. more, the the more, the better your, 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 your system works. So, and I think that's why it's so important to develop, um, to invest into development of people, to, to create less personal bias and less like just guided by our impulses. I think this was a nice introduction, thought process, why we think humbleness and diversity should be one of the core principles. Maybe as a closing question also, how would you see yourself in this development? Um, So how humble do you see yourself right now? Tell me a number from one to ten. So what is what is humble? Ten is humble or ten how, is how very humble. humble. Very humble. I don't know. Four, maybe. A four. A four. Of course, this means that you are very humble. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It means it means it means just like 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 be like. I just want to be realistic. And if I would be. A perfectly humble person, I would not have done this stuff that I have done. So let's be realistic. Am I humble for a CEO? I don't know of a whatever Nasdaq company whatsoever. Maybe, yeah, I can realistically see that. You know, I don't want to want to. But but am I a humble person at all? You know, I mean, I think there are definitely way 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 more humble people than me. Um. I was way less before. I think there there is definitely development. So I'm coming from a point, like from somewhere. Um, but of course, still, I think I, you know, I, I'm still quite okay with myself. And um, I still think that I do some stuff good. And, uh, and, uh, and I, th- I, I still, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I, I would not say, say it's day one, but it's, it's close. Right. So I think we are all on the journey and, um, and um, and I think the more I understand, uh, the more more humble I get. Thank you very much, Rolf, for this podcast episode. Um, I hope that everybody enjoyed listening. It was good. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I hope that people are again sending questions, giving us feedback, um, and are interacting. And yeah, next time we go to the next uh, Heidi Principle. Cool. We'll talk about that one. Cool. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye.